On this episode of Locked On Lightning, line changes that need to be made. We're talking about that with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Charnak losing favor, not only with the team, but with the fan base. And we wrap things up with, will the Lightning actually go after a scorer at the deadline? Coming up on Locked On Lightning. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Locked On Lightning and making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder to our friends out there that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're talking about line changes. You know, it's the, the Lightning have been in a rut lately. Time to change things up. We talk about Eric Chernak. Uh a lot of talk around the social media platforms and the forums about him just not doing a good job this year. You know, we'll, we'll get into that. I have some opinions about that as well. And then we wrap things up with the Lightning possibly picking up a score at the deadline. We talk about that as well. But go ahead and subscribe to the podcast in the meantime before we get into all of that go ahead subscribe to our podcast give us po- give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form also available on youtube so subscribe to the channel there we're on you know follow our social media pages lo underscore lightning on twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on instagram give us a, a follow and join the conversation on our reddit page as well as our discord server we're dropping the links down below in the description for that so we're starting the things off with talking about some line changes now if you want to follow along follow along you could take a look at daily fan uh daily face off excuse me i just can't talk today daily face off and just you know the, the i love this because it, it goes off you know it actually tells you when this was reported as well as the source and the source for this projected uh line combinations because this could all be subject to change uh this is reported by gabby shirley uh lightning beat uh reporter so i think we could all agree that this is a very credible source so we got stamco sorelli and cooch on the first line we got hagel point and esamont on the second shiri paul and chafee on the third and wrapping things up with mott glendenning and watson and i could tell you right away I'm not I'm not crazy about this. I don't understand. You know, if this is if this is actually what we see tomorrow night against the Washington Capitals, especially after you've lost uh two straight games and and not only that, they've been very horrendous losses. Um I I I want to know what the what the reasoning is, what what the idea is when looking at this line change. Now, obviously, we look at this, and if you look at the Lightning's last five games, Sorelli has two goals. 
uh, in his last five. That's five points as well. Uh, Stamkos, two points and three assists. Uh, three points, excuse me. And Cooch is just doing Nikita Kucherov things, uh, continuing to make his case for the Hart Trophy uh, with three goals and seven points. And my issue right off the top of the bat is, well as Sorelli has played over his last five, I will say that I'm not a fan of this because Stamkos being on that set on that first line on the wing, yeah, and we we talked about it a couple episodes ago, I think last week, where we were talking about his recent play and how well he has played since. The calendar struck 2024, and that's phenomenal. I mean, he's he's really having a very good year, uh, by all things considered. Um, and and really, the fact that he's at 23 goals, and and has uh, 50 points total, uh, it's a good sign. Especially you know that he has it. You know the 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 kind of the dysfunction, if you want to call it, or the or or you know. The, the stress, I guess, going into the final year of your contract where you don't know if you're coming back next year. Uh, it hasn't gotten to him. But my issue, obviously, and I think should be the issue for a lot of individuals, is Sorelli should not be on that first line. You know, if you want to make the case for Stamco staying there, that's fine. But especially with the way Sorelli has played, why are you taking him away from that second line especially away from Hegel and because I, I in my book I think Sorelli is stronger down the middle than a Braden Point. I want Braden Point is one of the best players on this team. Um regardless of how you feel about how he has done over his last five or even his last ten. He is still Braden Point. He's still gonna figure it out. He had a couple of good chances over his last couple of games, I think. To where, you know, it's not like we're having these these performances where he's just he, he just disappears. No, he's not having that. He's involved. And that's always, you know, in the absence of points and goals, you always want to see that at least. And that's what he's doing. So, you know what? I Getting him off that first line I don't think is a good idea. You know, if you wanted to make the case for Brandon Hagel on the first line instead of Stamkos, that's perfectly fine. But you can't separate Sorelli from the second. You, I mean, you know, excuse me, you can't separate Braden Point from the first line. Um, especially him playing alongside Kucherov, I think really helps him a lot uh, in having a lot more space on the ice. So I, I really hope that, and I'm sure that Cooper is going <clears> to, <throat> change that as the game goes on as as he is accustomed to doing but I I think even to start off the game um and and even try that out for the first period that's not something that I'm too crazy about especially with the way this lightning team has played uh over the last two games and and really where I I think we could all agree where the morale is and it's it's very low right now as for the lower parts of this team, really, I, I mean, there's really not much you could do with that those third and fourth lines, ideally. But then you leave yourself out with, you know, a big hole in the fourth. Ideally, I would like to see Glenn Denning on the third, put Paul on the wing. Sherry goes down to the winger position, and Mock goes over to the center 
on that fourth line there. Chafee, I'm fine with him there for now. I mean, there's really not much you could do. Like I said, there's really not much to really play with down there on the third and fourth lines right now because, you know, with the injuries right now to Tanner Janot, um, <laughs> there's really not much you could do uh, if you want to switch out Mitchell Chafee uh, for Austin Watson here and there. I mean, that's really your decision and, and really your preference. I don't think it's going to do anything. I don't think it's really going to make a huge difference, if anything. Uh, Chafee scored in his last game, so guess what? He deserves the, to be on that third line. I mean, he hasn't really done anything bad, in my opinion. Uh, he hasn't really been overly impressive either, but that's just, you know, a new player playing at the higher level right now. And looking at that defensive pairings, Hedman on the first, I mean, you know, over his last five, really not doing much of anything. Over his last ten, no goals to speak of. On the season, um, he has had his moments where he, and, and kind of that's what we're getting from him in the last couple of years, is that he's scoring in bunches. He's not kind of like that consistent guy that we saw in the year in which he scored 20 goals. I, I just think that was maybe just a... I hate to use the word, but maybe that was just the fluke season. Uh, writing off the uh, the the confidence that you get from winning, uh, from scoring, from excuse me, winning a Stanley Cup, and being one of the better teams in the league on a consistent basis. Uh, you know, guys happen happen to have seasons like that. I do like the Darren Radish up at the first line. I really, I, I like it for what it is now. I mean, this is a whole nother, this is kind of the same conversation could be had that we had for those third and fourth line forward lines. It's kind of the same thing with the defensive core. I mean, second and third, especially with the injury to, to Sergeyev, it's, it's, it's really not, I, I mean, you can move things around, but are you going to get a little bit of a change? Not really. Uh, that's why I, I, I've been really stressing so much over the last couple of weeks about how, especially now that, you know, the Hannafin trade is, I mean, excuse me, the, the Sergeyev injury is, has happened and we've made peace with it pretty much at this point getting Hannafin, That's the, that's the reason why the Hannafin deal is so important. And, and I think that it should happen now sooner rather than later, um, just to get him acclimated. And I, and, and I know March 8th is really not that far away but at the same time um when you're a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning uh in which you are struggling clearly right now um it has the potential to to really go down a uh, spiral out of control uh, especially with some of the teams that you have coming up and because not some some of these teams aren't necessarily good teams but they're also teams that you know you lose to these teams which the Lightning are prone to doing uh, that could very much uh, demoralize you even more. Uh, so get a guy like that in um, now instead of waiting two weeks pretty much and and just get him acclimated. Get the guys around him acclimated and figure out what to do with Calvin DeHaan. Figure out what to do with Nick Pervix. I think Nick Pervix, I, the only thing I won't change is him being on that third line. I think that's going to be his home for the rest of the season. Um, Nick Pervix has not impressed me. He is, he is really, other than the beginning of last year, uh, he has really not much done much. I mean, he has had his moments of defensive prowess, which are impressive here and there, but at the same time, 
Um, the Lightning need more from him than just little spurts of def- good defensive play. So coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk about Eric Chernak. I mean, a lot of people online do not like the way this guy's been playing as of late. I'll talk about that. And, you know, expectations with him and all that. And then coming up after that, we're talking about, you know, even though we're there's all this talk about Noah Hannafin and, you know, he's the big guy that the Lightning are are now it seems as though confirmed what Frank Savelli said the other day, even though that has been a topic of conversation on this podcast for two weeks now. We'll we'll talk about can they maybe also shift gears or maybe do bolster other both sides of the spectrum of the game, getting offense and defense. We talk about that coming up in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about our friends over at Indeed. Now, I've spoken about it numerous times here on the podcast. I have a friend who just opened up his own business, and his business was growing faster than he could hire clients, and he had no idea what to do. So guess what? He he tried out Indeed, and now not only did he get the people that he needed, the bodies, but he also needed, uh, he, he got the the high quality workers there and he did it all with Indeed. Now we're driven by the search for better, like my friend, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. So, and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now we're switching gears real quick to our other friends over at FanDuel. Now, listen, people, the NFL season is over, but you still got basketball, you got hockey, and you got baseball right around the corner. So you still got your fill and horse racing season if you're into that, too. Uh, we got all that going on, and and you know what? You want to be in on the action, and you could do it with America's number one sportsbook, and that is our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite players and teams with quick bets, live save game parlays, exclusive props, and more. So just visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. So as always, I want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. Go ahead and follow us on our social media pages as well. Uh, LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as lockdown underscore lightning on Instagram. Give us a follow as well on our newly created Reddit pages as well as on our server on discord joining in the conversation i i'm so slowly starting to see people trickle in um in case you don't know how to find us just go into the description of this podcast um where and and the uh the links are there but you know we're on reddit we're at uh locked on lightning pod 
on Reddit, and then we're just on, I believe it's also Locked on Lightning Pod on the Discord server, but you could double check by going into the description of this episode, uh, and also drop a comment below, whether it be on YouTube or on the Reddit page, or, or the newest the newest uh, post on the Reddit page, as well as in the Discord server, I mean, because this was interesting, I had no idea people were this upset with Eric Chernak, and I, I will start things off by saying, Eric Chernak has a very specific role on this team, a role that I will say that, let's be honest, is not really been fulfilled correctly since it was handed to him, and that is the role of kind of being the defensive wall uh, for this team, and, and that all started, if you want to just backtrack real quick, that all started when Ryan McDonough was traded away, and, and that is a trade to this day. I think all Lightning fans... Um, we could say collectively that that is something that we wish we could go back and 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 change a move, one move in the last couple of years uh, that we could really go back and 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 maybe negate. And I don't think that's something that has to do necessarily in in, in connection to how Chernek has played this year. Um, because listen, I will I'll be the first one to say like. On paper, his numbers don't look good. Um, there's some games where he's just not doing... He just doesn't look right out there. It's kind of like what we saw from Victor Hedman last year. And, and just kind of to list off his stats real quick. 46 games this year, one goal, eight points. His plus minus is in the toilet. Uh, he has 50 penalty minutes this year. His time of ice, uh, average time of ice is a little over a little shade under 19 and a half. And, and, and I will say he did miss some time due to injury. So we can't really fault him for that. Um, so, you know, really what I'm trying to say is that also when you look at his numbers compared to what his, his career averages, it's really not that far off. I mean, maybe his points numbers will be a little bit lower than this year. So just to put in perspective, he played 70 games last year. Uh, he had two goals and 16 points. Like I said, he has one goal this year and eight points. And yeah, his plus minus does not look good. But let's let's be honest. You know that plus minus. I I feel like it's a special it's a special scenario stat because you know he could be doing his job. You know, just hypothetical. He could be doing his job, but. The guy on the other side from him, which is usually uh, Mikhail Sergachev, could just be absolutely putrid out there. And that's kind of what we saw in the beginning of the year. And, and I'm not saying Eric Chernak is playing up to Ryan McDonough levels. He's not. He's, like I said, there's been games where you just, I think a lot of it is, I, I think partially can be attributed to mental mistakes as well as just, in my opinion, and, and I'm not saying that it's, an excuse and you know if it's if this is happened to be the case then you know what there shouldn't be an excuse but really you know he he looks like he's lost the step and for a guy who is 26 years old um he he also has a lot of miles on him and i'm again not an excuse but what i'm trying to get to is that i feel like the criticism from the fan base online and I, I feel like it's a little harsh because 
like I said, if you want to just judge him off his plus minus, um, you could look at the rest of the team. Not exactly that much better either. Um, there for some other lightning players, but again, you know, the defensive guys, it, it's a it's a team effort out there. Um, and that's not just, you know, you can't just blame it. And if it is a case, which it is this year of other defensemen not playing well, it's not just that it's, it's also the other guys on the ice. That's, that could be attributed to the forwards, not playing good defense, which like I said, the first couple of months of the season, were just absolutely, I, I, I think I said it on an episode with the lock on avalanche guys. I think I, I said it to them, you know, you could roll any two of us out there. And you would get pretty much almost the, the same effort or or at least the same results in, in the beginning of the season. And, and and I think that's really what it is. I think I think really, like I said, I, you know, could he be playing better? Absolutely. Um, but that goes back to you, you're you're you got to remember when when you're when you're thinking about the lack of of quality defense out there. It's not just Chernak. It's everybody and that includes Vasilevsky and Johansson and I guess if you want to really throw Matt Tompkins into the mix you could do that too but I look at it this way and this is kind of my question towards you the listener or if you're watching us on YouTube you could drop a comment and and I want to hear responses um what is what is the alternative here because he is not being traded um He's under team control for quite some time, and the Lightning aren't going to get rid of him. You know, they're short as it is. Uh, I had this conversation, I believe, with a listener. I, 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 I believe I was on a YouTube comment earlier today. I said, you know, what's the alternative? You're not going to get rid of him anytime soon. Um, you're already short in the defensive department because of Sergachev being out for probably the the rest of the season as well as the playoffs. I mean, unless... The Lightning get back to the finals or the Eastern Conference Championship. I, I can't see a scenario in which we see Mikhail Sergachev on the ice this season. But I, I think really he is not the problem. And and I know in times in which this team does not play well, it it's easy to make other guys that are around the scapegoats. I'm sure if the roles were reversed and and Chernak was out for the year with an injury, one could make the the case that Mikhail Sergachev, I mean, everybody on this defensive core has not played well. I think Taylor Radish is probably the only one we could say that has been somewhat close to infallible this year. Other than that, I mean, really everything else just, does not look good from this team as well as, I mean, the forwards have not really played well. Um, and, and maybe that's why also, you know, the things Nikita Kucherov does defensively have, have really been that much more clear is because everyone else is playing so bad. So let me know in the comments below. I Like I said, I, I was very shocked when I saw it, and I saw it on multiple social media platforms. I saw it on Reddit. I, I, I believe someone, a, a couple of people, uh, we're talking about Chernak. Um, I think it was on, there was one Reddit post where someone said we should trade Chernak. And it's like, what What do you expect to get back for him? Um, you know, it, you kind of have to package him off. I mean, like I said, you're already short. 
unless the the goal is to kind of just take a mulligan this year, trade for Hanovin, lock him up for the long term, and pair him up with Sergachev. Um, I know those guys are kind of playing out on their own sides, but they're playing out of position on their on those sides on the defensive part. But those guys are good enough to kind of adapt to that. So anyway, yeah, let me know in the comments below what you think about that. I mean, let me know below this video. I, I, I'm i still surprised about it. I, I still think that he is a good quality player. Um, I, I think that beggars can't be choosers because, like I said, this whole defensive core has played atrocious for the most part compared to past years um, this whole season. So... Yeah, let me know in the comments below, and and you know all we can hope for is that he he comes back playing well, which I I would bet money that he would, uh, that he will in the future. So coming up in just a little bit, we're gonna wrap things up with you know with all the defensive issues that the Lightning have had this year. Guess what? I still think that if they can, if they can make it work, let's try and get some scoring at the deadline as well. We'll talk about that. Coming up in just a little bit to wrap things up. But first, I want to talk about our last friends from eBay Motors. Now, passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. But it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlamps, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And eBay Guaranteed Fit is your part guaranteed fit to your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. So wrapping things up on the show, as always, I want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to our channel. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you follow. If you choose to listen to the show in its audio form, subscribe. Hit that thumbs up button. Uh, hit, that hit that notification bell so as soon as the new episode drops, you'll be notified. And you could listen. You could download it. Uh, drop a comment below on, on our YouTube channel. So, um, follow us, uh, be a, become a subscriber on Reddit. It's completely free. Uh, join our Discord server. Do all that fun stuff. But if you want to get in touch with me uh, directly, if you have a question, you don't want to post on the YouTube page, that's fine. You can find me on Twitter at DankyDank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. I uh, love the conversation. Some of you prefer to tweet to me, which is fine. I mean, it kind of puts me on the spot, especially when you guys, you know, make some of the comments you do, which is fine. I love the conversation. I love the back and forth. Um, so, like I said, you know, we just got done talking about defense, but I still think, and, and I think a lot of people can agree with me, that if you get Hannafin and that's all you get, that's not remotely close to a band-aid for this team that still doesn't make the lightning that, that that doesn't exponentially move their playoff chances up higher that you know what I'm saying I I think that really at the end of the day there's still moves that 
are going to need to be made, especially because what you've seen out of Tanner Deneau this year, um, really the the lack there of depth that we have seen from this team all season long. Um, Alex Barre-Boulay has been a massive disappointment this year. Um, Calvin DeHaan, I thought, was going to be a lot better for this team. Um, Tyler Mod has been a very di- big, big disappointment as well. Uh, I also saw somebody else, uh, which is wild to think about. Somebody said that we should have never made the trade for Nick Paul. I think that's just recency bias because Matthew Joseph killed us the other night. Um, I, I think that was just a, a funny statement. Uh, Connor Sherry, just another just kind of like Vlad Nemestikov 2.0. Um, and, and you look at some of the other lines on the forwards. It, it's you, you don't have guys after Mikey Esamont necessarily. And I mean, Esamont's a good player. I think we could all agree on that. I think he's going to be with this team for a very long time. I think he's part of, like I've, I, I mentioned on the last podcast, that next wave of lightning players that are going to be the foundational block for another winning team, hopefully. But it, you need more scoring. Um, and, and it's... I, there are very few teams out there in the league, I think we could all agree on this, that, or or really any that could say they have too much scoring. That's that's not a thing, especially in hockey, especially in the playoffs, uh, when four lines mean the difference between advancing a few more series ahead of than maybe other teams have the potential to. You know, it makes the difference between a first round exit and possibly a Stanley cup run. Um, so, you know, we talked about Noah Hannafin, obviously he is, I think on everybody's wish list. Uh, there are other players out there as well that kind of pique my interest. And, and, and I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of the numbers just yet with this, but, um, I'm, I'm just looking up and down the lineup. I, excuse me, the, the, uh, the list. And if you want to, follow along on the list i'm looking at tsn's trade center which was updated today and you know if if you looked at my trade my mock trade that i made about i think it was like a week ago or so i saw i made a mock trade that the lightning would could potentially make which is good all around i believe benefits both teams you have Noah Hannafin and Blake Coleman coming to Tampa, and then the Lightning give away a bunch of draft picks, pretty much. Um, and Alex Barre Boulay, and I forgot who the other player was. Um, but I think that was a, I think that's a, a decent trade for both teams. Um, so Blake Coleman potentially, you know, that would be a good mat. That would be a good, you know, you just slide him into. Uh, to Connor Sherry's position on that third line. Um, quite honestly, you know, it, you look at the players that the Lightning have that you don't like that, you know, I kind of just stated a little bit before. Barre Boulay, Sherry, um, Mott. You know, you, you're not, you're as, 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 as nice as it would sound to possibly make a trade where you could, potentially get something they don't really carry any value even if you were to package them all together and at that same time it's very 
I don't think I've ever seen where you're getting three players back from while you're giving up three players. I, I that's not something that happens. And um, if you're trading three players away, it's usually in the off season. I mean, the Lightning. It's not like the Lightning are making room for someone in the minor league system to come up because really they don't have anything in the minor league system that is uh, ready for the the NHL level. But the other player that kind of piqued my interest. Uh, here on TSN's and and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago with the other player that was mentioned or at least rumored that could be at the top of the list for the Lightning that was Sean Walker was my pick is Scott Lawton the center from Philly and the reason why as as nice as that that rings well in my in in my ears my issue with that is that why would Philly trade these guys? You know, they're they're in the middle of of last time I checked, fighting for a playoff spot. Um, I believe it was about a week and a half ago that they were in the top three spot in the Metropolitan. As I pull up their current standings, and yeah, so they're third in the Metropolitan Division, five points ahead of the Devils. Why would they trade Walker and Lawton? Um, I I don't get it. You know especially at this point in the in the year, especially at where you are in the division. I don't think Philly's I, – I think that's all speculation. I think that's just kind of a Trojan horse um, to just lure teams into a conversation about maybe getting a, an additional uh, piece of the deadline for the Flyers because it, no team in their right mind is trading away senators and defensemen uh, when they're in the middle of a playoff race in, in, in season. Um, but I kind of look below that. Um, other players that kind of stick out to me that I would, you know, entertain the idea of is one of them is Pavel Buchnevich from St. Louis. He's done after, I, I believe he has one more year. Yeah. He has one more year on his contract. The only issue I have with him is that he's making big time money. He's, he's, he's 5.8, uh, AAV going into next year and, and the lightning don't have that money. And then you look at some of the other players that are around, um, that are at least, you know, on the conversation, uh, Jacob Chikrin, I've, I've seen a lot of lightning fans on our pod that follow our podcast <clears throat> commenting about him. I don't see, I, I don't know why Ottawa would trade him to us. Um, if I'm Ottawa, I'm trading him outside of the division because you trade Jacob trick chicken, uh, Chikrin, his money does work out. He's only making 4.6 next year. He's 25 years old, very talented defenseman. Um, I don't know why you would run the risk of him resigning in Tampa. And then you got to face this guy um, over the next five, six, seven, how many years, probably eight years. Then again, I don't know what the money is going to be like whatsoever, but you know, you have other players as well. Uh, Frank Vitrano, I haven't watched a whole ton of him this year in Anaheim. Um, I just remember from when he played very briefly in New York, and and I really like his game. I liked him a lot when he was with the Panthers, so there's that as well. I mean, he's a winger. You could always add him to that third line, so that's another name. And he's a UFA after this year. He's only making 3.65. Um, I, I don't know how much of a pay bump he's going to get, Um he has 29 goals this year, but then again, you know, how inflated is that when he's playing on a team that is not very good? And, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry that he does not have 29 games. He has 26 goals. I, don't, I was looking at his age. He has 26 goals, which is still very impressive. So there's that as well, and and ironically enough, the the Lightning's first 2026 first round draft pick is ranked right below that as a trade chip, which I believe is in my mock Hannafin trade. So there's a lot of ways the Lightning could swing this. A um, lot of centers on the block, a lot of wingers who I really like their game. Anthony Duclair is another one. Uh, so you know, let it sit. Let's let it sit over the next couple of days. Uh, so, you know, let's throw him on the Locked On Lightning trade list. So we got Frank, Frank Vitrano, Jacob Chikrin, Anthony Duclair, and Pavel Busnevich, uh, and Scott Lawton as our new trade targets. Uh, so let me know in the comments below, out of all those targets, what you like the most and what most realistically would happen if the Lightning were to go after one of those players. So in the meantime, I want to humbly ask you once again, and one final time on today's episode to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube. So subscribe to the channel there and join us tomorrow as we will probably join you. I believe, um, probably before the Washington Capitals game. I hope if not during probably at, we'll probably record after the first period um and and hopefully you know we start to hear some trade news or some trade rumblings i i really hope the lightning aren't waiting two weeks to make a trade uh because we all know how that happened how that what happened last year so in the meantime that's been it for this episode of locked on lightning part of locked on podcast network i'm your host adam danker i'll talk to you in the next one